We go to work, and when we're off, we whine about our day. We sip our cares away, and you can do the same, cause you're in a safe place when you're whining with nurses. You sound perfect. Hi. Hello. Welcome to, to whining, whining with, with nurses. nurses. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jen. And Jax is here too. And Takeshi. <laughs> yes. Takeshi's always here. Yeah. We never mentioned him. <laughs> Sorry, never. Takeshi. You're, you're uh, appreciated and, and not acknowledged. Yeah. How's, your, how's your week been? It's been good. I'm still losing track of the days. Like I just had said, I'm like, oh, tomorrow's Friday. <laughs> like, I don't know what day it is because I don't work right now. <laughs> but I'm soon. sort of in that boat too. I mean, I'm working, but... Uh, I'm on my summer schedule, so it's a lot more uh, crazy. So I'm only working at the hospital a day or two a week and then so doing nice. a lot more rafting. Yay, that's a good summer plan. Yeah. Um, yeah, I only have like six weeks left of maternity leave though, so I got to, you know, Aww. soak it in. Only six weeks. You can do a lot in that time. What are you going to do? Are you going to do anything to like pamper yourself before you have to go back to work? I always think I'm going to, but I am actually getting a massage next week. But oh. it's hard to even schedule time to do that. Yeah. Because I got to plan it. Like someone has to come watch my baby, mm-hmm. like my mom. And I don't want to do like too much at once because leaving him, he's just so fussy these days. And I, yeah, I'd really have to plan if I was going to do like a whole spa day or something nice like that. He's sensing it. He he yeah. can tell that you're about to uh, leave him and he's like, no, no, don't. I know he does. Yeah. He's getting needy. My mom, my mama. But actually this weekend I am going to the, what, I don't remember what it's called, but it's a wine and food festival. Hmm. It is at Soma Mountain Village in like huh. Runner Park. That's cool. So they yeah. do pairings and stuff. Yeah, my friend Brenda invited me because she's pouring oh, wines. Yeah, I haven't seen her in forever. Yeah, so that she's pouring fun. at it. So she got like me a free ticket if I go in with her and you know help her set up and everything. Cool. Yeah, sounds like fun. Yeah, I was looking it up. I'm like, how have I not heard of this? That's like a pretty nice one. Like lots of chefs, local chefs, hmm. pa- making pairings like small dishes and. It seems kind of like the harvest fair, but maybe even better. We'll find out. I will report back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet I bet it's pretty good. It's the harvest fair gets a little crazy sometimes. There's That's true. so many people, you know. I love it though. I love it too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's I so much good last food year, wine. So I hope to go this year. Um, well, you brought the wine today. I did. This is a uh, Firesteed Pinot Noir from Willamette Valley. Willamette William it. <laughs> yes, another Oregon Pinot, but I found it at Trader Joe's and the guy recommended it, the wine guy. He's oh. like, I'm one of the wine guys. They have wine guys yes. at Trader Joe's? I was like, I want that job. Huh. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to open it yes, up. Yes, please do. We can compare it to that La Crema one we had a couple weeks ago. Oops, slipping. <laughs> Woo. Woo-hoo. All right. Well, I have a wine of the month club wine. Yes. hear it. Uh, so I had this, I had a, a group of three patients. I had a three to one group. So that means they were a little more sick than our average patient on the unit. That's why I had three instead of four. Anyway, one of the patients I had was, uh, there was something really terrible that had happened to him. And he was left in this state where he was just kind of like yelling out noises, like making a lot of noise that you could hear from the hallway. You could hear it all the way up and down the hallway. And 
you know, everybody was curious about it. He wasn't screaming in pain or anything. It was just a constant repetitive noise. And so I had just gotten report on this patient that morning and he'd been there for a while and a lot of stuff had happened. And the same with my other two patients, a lot of stuff had happened and they'd been there for a while. So I had gotten a really thorough report, but you don't ever get everything, you know, nope. like the whole background story. And, and it's almost impossible in that amount of time. Sometimes they get yeah. the whole background and yeah. you're like, just cut to the chase. Right. Yeah. So that's stuff that I'll, you know, read throughout the day as my shift goes on, if I have time, you know. Um, but so I get report on this patient and and every nurse, almost every nurse I was working with that day and the CNAs and just whoever would pass the room, some doctors, some, you know, physical therapists and whoever, they would say, what's going on with him? Do you think he needs this? Do you think he needs that? Is he in pain? You know, everyone wanted to know what was going on with him. And I think for some people, part of it was probably out of genuine concern. He did sound like he was in pain sometimes and I was giving him pain medication, even though I didn't really think that's what it was and it wasn't making any difference. He was doing this regardless of what was happening with him. But I think part of it too was just like a version of hospital rubbernecking, you know, where there's like an accident or some kind of scene right there and everybody wants to look and know what's happening. And I was so frustrated because... I was like, okay, I have to explain something to every single person that I passed today. Like, this is what happened. This is all I know. I don't know. I haven't read that yet. I don't know. I just got report on him. I haven't read anything else about it, you know? And it was just so frustrating. It took up so much of my morning just telling people, yes, I've thought of this. No, no, it's not that. What, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm just having to repeat it. That's the worst. It is the worst. And it makes me think of, you know, if you've had a patient on the unit for a very long time and you have to give report all of a sudden to a nurse that never had this patient. And it's like, they've been there for like a month and you're like, how have you never had this patient? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so then you're trying to give them, you know, they just have such a history, like you were saying, and you're like trying to give them the most pertinent stuff, but it's hard to do. But you can't give a complete play-by-play, like had this study on this day, had that study on that day. They found this. I know, know, sometimes it's just too much. You just have to say you need to go back if you can and read the history, but Mm -hmm. this is what's happening now. Yeah, I was pretty frustrated. It just, it kind of delayed my morning too. And then, oh yeah, yeah, the whole day was just more me telling people, I need to come up with like a good response to tell people, you know, when they're asking me that. That's not whatever I was thinking, which was rude. (laughs) (laughs) What I was thinking was, mind your beeswax. Like, don't you have your own patients? Be like, actually, that's a HIPAA violation. (laughs) Do you need to worry about your own patients? Are you going to help me? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Other than tell me to give pain medication? Yeah, I should. Yeah. (sighs) Any for you? I can unwind. Um, Well, obviously not work-related since I... Haven't been at work, <laughs> but I'm sure <laughs> I will have many when I come back. But for me, we bought a new car this weekend and that was just extremely stressful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I never want to do that again. <laughs> that is stressful. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was didn't exhausting. take you very long. You got that done. I think I saw um, you last week and now you Yeah, pretty much. Car. I knew which one I wanted and we kind of went in like, okay, we're going to look. And I was between two places. I felt bad because I was looking at two different places that sell the car, mm-hmm. you know, locally and was trying to find the best deal, obviously, but it's very exhausting to do that mm-hmm. and any kind of negotiating and even just dealing with the people like it somehow it took all day, mm-hmm. all day. And then they still tried to screw us at the end. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. 
And my husband was so mad, but luckily he speaks up and is like, you know, able to, you know, I was just so beaten down by the end of the day, exhausted. Luckily he You're like, was able to form some energy. Yeah, so it, was the AP, it was the APR finance. Like they, oh. all of a sudden it's like not what we talked about all day. And all of a sudden the guy, when we're like signing the paperwork and they're trying to convince you to get the extended warranty, which, you know, you never do. Mm-hmm. Um, that is when all of a sudden they changed it. And I was just like, I don't even care. Like it wasn't even that much higher, but it is. I mean, when they screw you out of in the long term, a couple hundred dollars, you're kind of yeah. like, okay. So luckily my husband spoke up. We were able to get it down a little bit because the guy was tired as well and just said, okay, we're going to go. Because we were like, we could get a better price through the um, credit unions locally. Yeah. And finally the guy kind of backed down and said, okay, well, you have a deal with this one credit union, so we'll go through them. And then I... And we still might pay off the car sooner mm-hmm. than later. We might just pay it straight up. And I was like, I wish I just had said to the guy, like, look, I'm just going to pay cash. Like, we have the cash, mm-hmm. like, technically. But if you get a good finance rate, there's no point in really... Right, you might as well save it later. Yeah, you might interest. as well save it. But now I'm, like, so annoyed. And I wish I could have just shoved it in his face and be like, look, I'm just going to pay cash right now so you guys aren't getting so a take cent your more. Financing. Yeah, take your stupid financing and go <laughs> shove it. So anyway, we did get a lower finance rate and I still might pay it off sooner. I got to think about it, mm. you know? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm pretty happy with the purchase and we did get hopefully a good deal. And it's nice. <laughs> it's pretty. Thanks. I know. I really like it. So that's what I get for my old car it was 16 years old. They gave us $250 for it, <laughs> <laughs> which I knew is what they would, you know. That's just like here to make you feel better. Yeah. But the thing is, I knew we probably could have sold it for a better price, but it needed all this work and there's no way I was even going to attempt to do it. So either would have been like sell it with people knowing like you need to do this, this and this. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't going to pass smog, which the registration was due this month just because it needed some work done to it. Yeah. Yeah. With the emissions. But I mean, it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. So now Honda can go fix it up and do whatever they Sell want. It for $3,000. Yeah, they pretty much said it's going to go to Guatemala <laughs> or something. I was like, okay. What? Is that a thing? I guess. I was talking to my mom about it. She's like, yeah, they like buy cheap cars down there and they just run them to the ground. And I had no idea. I don't know. That's what she said. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, cheers to new car. Heck Yeah. Yay. Cheers. This is good. Is it good? Yeah, it's got a little bit of um, spice in it, uh, but it's subtle. It's like, uh, I don't know what it is, clove or something or allspice a little bit. Allspice. And it's it's not too light, but it's not too heavy. Boy, I'm doing a good job describing this. (laughs) It tastes full-bodied, but it's not heavy like a cab or a Zinfandel or something Mm -hmm. that really sticks to your tongue. Um, Yeah, I definitely could get a clove or a pepper. Yeah, like black pepper a little bit. And maybe blackberry finish. Sure, sure, I'll (laughs) go with that. (laughs) That sounds so good, like blackberry pie. I can't wait for blackberry season. Me either. I was looking at um, the blackberry flowers out front and envying them, which I planted. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so we were going to talk today about nursing students and preceptees. Is that yes. what you call them if you're a preceptor? Is it your preceptee? Yeah, your preceptee. Okay. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, different approaches and, and challenges and positive things about yeah. teaching the up and coming generation of nurses now that we're these, uh, you know, yes. old experienced and yeah. uh, wise nurses. <laughs> I know. Can you believe it? We're I know. The one, we're the teachers. You know what? It doesn't <laughs> take too long. If you're, yeah. you know, you're a nurse for a couple of years and then 
if you've, you know, pretty much been working in the same place, you get to know a lot of what there is on that unit. And it's not like oh, you're yeah. an, an expert level at that no. point, but you're definitely qualified to teach someone else. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know. I remember when I was only at my job a couple months and I'd been a nurse for a while, but I hadn't been in the hospital, mm-hmm. like working. And I felt new in a, a sense because I hadn't been working in the hospital for a while. And they all of a sudden had the students with us. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I was with another nurse that she was the same way. She worked outpatient Mm -hmm. in pediatrics first. And (laughs) she had graduated a couple years before, but we started work together at the hospital. And she's like, I know, I feel like the students know more than me. I'm like, I know. And you have to be so perfect. Like I think we mentioned before Mm -hmm. how, you know, you're like, do, don't do what I do, do what I say. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Because we pick up these bad habits. That's true. And in nursing school, they're like, you have to do it or like this. Or you just get comfortable. Not all yes, of them are necessarily yes. bad habits. Right. It's like you You're comfortable. have figured out ways to be more efficient that are okay for you to do as an experienced nurse. But Right. But you'd have to be careful as a yeah. new grad. Right. Yes. Yep. You shouldn't cut any corners as a new grad. Nope. nope. Yeah. Um, yeah. We get a ton of nursing students into our hospital and they're all different levels. You know, some of them, it's their first clinical rotation oh, ever. And wow. some of them are, you know, this is their final um, preceptorship before they graduate. So that to me can be challenging because sometimes we'll even get two different cohorts of nursing students in a day. So we'll get the early shift and then we'll get an afternoon shift right. and they might not have the same level of experience in their program. You know, mm-hmm. one, they might one of them might be further along. So that's to me is challenging, constantly figuring out where are you at in your program? What are you allowed to do? And what aren't you allowed to do? Right. Um, and some programs have different rules yeah. about what they can do. Yeah. Because every once in a while, I'll get a nurse that's or a nursing student that's almost done. And they're like, yeah, I can give the meds. You know, I, you just have to go with me on the first pass. And then after that, I can give them. And I'm like, are you sure? Wow. Are you sure? I'd be like, mm, maybe I'll just no. peek in from the door. I'll just watch you from <laughs> here. But you're going to do it all. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, that's a little bit scary. A little bit. Especially because I think at our hospital, we're technically supposed to co-sign with them mm-hmm. every time. So sometimes what nurses will do instead is we'll be logged in under our name mm-hmm. instead of their student access to our computer program. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you'd have to co-sign it each time. But if they scan it and we're with them under our name and we just make sure, of course, that they're doing it yeah. correctly, then that's kind of the thing people do. That's what I do pretty often too. Yeah. Also, it takes the students in our hospital a lot of things to log all the way in. They yeah. have to go through more steps than we do. Yes, so. exactly. It's just kind of a And pain. it's just very time consuming when we're already busy. Yeah. <laughs> Having a student can slow you down a bit. I did get in trouble once with the instructor. This is when I was first back in the hospital um, after being out for several years. Where you're working now. Yeah, where yeah. I'm working now. And, um, you know, I, we, I had... I think a couple nursing students that day. There's just so many. Sometimes you have two. So, um, you know, I'm asking them, what can you do? And I had to give someone a heparin injection or something. And I was like, can you give this heparin injection? And the guy said, uh... I don't know. I mean, I think so. And I said, well, have you done it? You know, have you done it before? And he's like, no, not on a person. And I said, it's okay. I'm going to stand there right with you. If you want to do it, you know, I'll just stand there and watch you. It's pretty, it's pretty basic in terms of the things, the skills that we do to patients, you know, in the hospital, it's like subcutaneous injection. It's hard to mess it up. But, um, so I had him do it and I was standing there watching him. And then later, um, 
he told his nursing instructor and she said, no, 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 you're not supposed to do that. You know, you haven't gotten checked off. Oh. And I totally forgot you have to get checked off on your skills in class. Right. I was thinking, I'm a nurse. I'm qualified to teach him this because, you know, I've been doing it for almost 11 well, yeah. years. So, And he should have known, like, what... It's not your fault. Well, she got mad at both of us, I think. <laughs> she didn't say anything to me, but she just kind of gave me a look like, you. he's not allowed to do this. You should know, you know. Oh. Anyway, so now I'm well, super weird. careful and hmm. ask everybody what they're allowed to yeah. do. Yeah. Or talk to the instructor. Right. Because it's like, can we trust the students? Yeah. And now I'm kind of getting <clears> a better <throat> feel of, okay, you're at this quarter, mm-hmm. you can do this, you know. You're brand new. You can do nothing except follow <laughs> me around and refill ice pitchers and like bed baths. You know, it's like yeah, <laughs> oh, exactly. The first semester, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we usually don't. We usually get like the third or fourth semester mm. students, so they are able to do most everything. And <clears throat> most of them went to the school that I went to. So, and they did change some things, I guess, but for the most part, it's like the same rules as when I was a student. So I remember a couple of them mm-hmm. and I know you can't start IVs until you're in your preceptorship, oh, okay. which is kind of annoying mm-hmm. because the more practice you get, I mean, really the precepting is only a couple of weeks. Yeah. So it's like the more practice you could get, the better. And that's one of the things obviously nurses hate doing at the hospital because we're always like busy. And mm-hmm. I know the day shift, they always call um, what we call the PRN nurse. Oh, really? Yeah. And that's like the nurse that kind of is on call and they walk around and do IVs all day is one of the main things they do. They have like the ultrasound machine. And mm-hmm. anyway, the day shift's always like, I don't have time for that. So so it's like they never do their IVs. <laughs> I love starting IVs. If I know, I'm you're on, good. If I'm on a good streak. Yes. Because you know how it kind of comes and goes. It does. And every once in a while, you'll suck at them and you'll, you'll miss five IVs in a row, you know, and yeah. you have to ask somebody else. And it's so frustrating. But when I'm on a good streak, I'm like, yeah, I'll just go grab stuff, do it right now, get it over <laughs> with. You know, it's, I, I love doing IVs yeah. when, I, when I can get them. <laughs> I know, right? Otherwise it's like the worst and you're like, I suck. And you're like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I didn't mean that to happened to me you. when I was at the hospital. Mm. She didn't get the first one. Really? Yeah. And she was like, I'm sorry. It's like the worst when you know it's a medical person. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm like, it's okay. But then I realized I hate, I didn't like getting the IV. It sucked. And it hurt the whole time. Yeah. I was getting meds through it. It hurt. I was like in the middle of my C-section. I was like, what is going into me right now? And the anesthesiologist <laughs> was like, an antibiotic. I'm like, it hurts. Like, <laughs> I'm with you though. I think saline burns. Yeah. I had to get an IV twice. Once was for a CT scan and they gave me contrast and they started the IV and they flushed it and I almost passed out. Oh no. I said, what, what was that you just gave me? And he's like, it's saline. It's salt water. God, we're babies. Salt water. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a patient that said she was allergic to saline. Really? Yes. Are I'm like, you? um, nope, you're not getting any. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's impossible considering it's what your body is made of. Was it on her <laughs> allergy list? Oh, I don't think anyone actually put it there because everyone knew that's like that would not, just be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. I wonder what made her think that. Maybe she just also well, no, she's just like crazy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm allergic. Yeah, she was a one of those patients just nobody wanted. Unfortunately, mm. I mean, she just became very. She had a lot going on. Made things yeah. difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I love about well, a couple of things I love about nursing students. One of them is that, you know, they're in their program and getting the most relevant and up-to-date best practices. You know, they're getting the most, the most relevant research. So they can teach you things. Although sometimes they teach me things like, oh, <laughs> you're supposed to check 
this, this, and that before you give medication. Yeah. And I'm like, how many, how many rights are there now? There were only oh, five yeah. rights of medication. <laughs> now there's eight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also they're saying, oh, a triple check. And I don't remember, maybe I do. Maybe I'm just blocking it out of my head, but I don't really remember them saying you have to triple check your meds before you give them. <sighs> I, I guess know. we do. I mean, if it's a high risk med, I probably do. But otherwise, it's like a stool softener. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Or if someone's, if I, you know, you get to know people's med regimens and you're like, yeah, you're supposed to have your Torvastatin tonight. You're supposed to have your Metoprolol. It's like, I don't think and think and think about it. You know, it's just more of an automatic thing. Anyway, um, it's great to have the students remind you of whatever the most current research and best practices are. And I love when there's students around that can do tasks that they need to learn they've never done before and you don't like doing. Like the rectal tube. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> yeah, exactly. Or inserting an oh, NG yeah. tube. Oh, yeah. I had a student do that for me the other day. I actually don't hate inserting NG, NG tubes. It just had been a while since I'd done mm-hmm. one. And then we had a student on our unit. And I was like, hey. Oh, that's good. No, that's good yeah. for them because I feel like that is something that rarely comes up, especially up on the floor. Yeah. Because I have only done one once in my career. Really? And I had to get help from a nurse that worked in like our general med surge because they used to do them a lot and we don't do them a lot in my unit. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of times people already come yeah. up with them from the ER. And or- yeah, my patient technically should have had it done in the ER. So, mm. but yes, I mean, it's not fun to actually do because it's uncomfortable for the patient. Yeah. That's what I hate about it. That's something I would... Have a hard time getting yeah an NG tube. It just just for people out there who aren't medical, it's a tube that goes in through your nose and then it goes down the back of your throat. You have to swallow it, and sometimes it accidentally goes down the trachea because those holes are right next to each other. So if you're breathing while it happens to pass down there, it can go in your trachea and in your lung. So uh, that's bad and really really uncomfortable. <laughs> just to scare everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but if it all goes well, you swallow it and it's just uncomfortable and you gag and it still seems awful. I know. Did you, we had the chance in nursing school to experience it if we wanted. To get, have an NG tube placed in you? Yeah. Because we, it was a skill that we didn't do because you can't really get checked off on it unless you had a patient with that. Yeah. So during our clinical lab, people could volunteer to do it. <gasps> so we had a couple volunteer? nurses. Yes. <gasps> One of them I work with now. She's a badass. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She's a saint. I know. Who would volunteer for an NG tube? <laughs> wow. I know. We had a couple people. I know. I was like, I would never. <sighs> yeah. Me neither. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. There's so many other things I'd rather have. Yep. Like a C-section. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather get an IV. I'd rather have surgery. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, no, I had to do it to this older lady that, oh my gosh. And she was a champ too. And she was like, okay. And then like we were trying to do it and she kind of coughed, you know, which actually can help sometimes get it down. This was in class? No, this was actually in the hospital. Okay. And she's like, okay, okay. No, I got it. And I felt so bad for her, but she did it. And I was like, you were a champ. Oh man. If we could give an award to a patient for being a champ, like she would get it. <laughs> but so you've been preceptor recently, right? Before you went on maternity leave? Yeah, just to new employees. I haven't ever precepted a student. Mm-hmm. And so that to me sounds more challenging to have a student because, you know, they're brand new and not technically a nurse yet. And, yeah. you know, there's just so much more involved. But yes, I've precepted new nurses quite a bit. And, I've done, I guess, some that were nurses before, 
mm-hmm. and just new to our hospital. Uh, but they were kind of newer grads anyway. And then I've done the brand new grads as well. Okay. So how do you go about, you know, precepting? Like how, how do you approach it? Do you... So one thing is at my hospital, they recently changed it where they wanted everyone to take a course on precepting new employees and students just so everyone was on the same page. Okay. Because one our of the groups... Doing that too. Yeah. One of the groups that came through complained. It wasn't from our unit, but... They complained they weren't getting consistent because they precept with a couple different nurses and they weren't getting very consistent information. Mm-hmm. And it was like one person does it like this, one person does it like that. So they wanted us to be a little more consistent. Yeah, consistent yeah. and like the same. That is true. If yeah. you if your uh, preceptor is sick one day and you end up spending the day with another nurse, then you might have to relearn everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Or like um, Emily, who was our guest a few months back, said when she oriented on day shifts, you learn things one way from that nurse and then she switched to night shift to orient and oh, that yeah. nurse taught her things completely differently and so that was really challenging for her. Yeah, and I totally get that because I remember even when I was new, it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. And if you go to one nurse, and it's still like that. If you go to one nurse, they do it different ways. Mm-hmm. And I still try to say that to who I'm precepting. I'm like, there is different ways to do this, but they've streamlined what they want us to show people. And I, I tell them that, like, this is how I do it. And you might have a little bit different way. Mm-hmm. But I think the main thing is they wanted us to always be there with our preceptor versus like leaving them. Because that was one thing they were complaining about is we weren't with them 100% of the time. Oh, Like yeah. literally like go in with the room with them Yeah, when they give meds. But towards the end, and this is where I do deviate a little bit, towards the end when they've been precepting me, me for a while, I let them do a little bit more on their own Yeah, because I hate the feeling of someone like watching over me like yeah, all the time. That totally makes sense. Student, I mean, you've got to give them a little bit more mm-hmm. independence if they're about to be completely independent. Yeah. Uh, I like the idea of having to be 100% with them at first, though. Mm -hmm. I remember my very first nursing job. I had a preceptor who was a fantastic nurse. And I think I've probably mentioned her before. And I loved her nursing philosophy and the way she was with patients. But she left me alone a lot. And I couldn't even find her when I needed her. It's not even that she was sitting out at the desk and doing something else. She would go to another unit and do something. Or just like messing around or doing... Yeah, yeah. or go help with an IV, you know, on someone Mm -hmm. else's floor, which great. But you also have your responsibility here with me and I'm scared. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. We ran into that problem recently, I guess. And then there was like three sides of the story. It wasn't my, it was someone I was precepting, but she was with someone like temporarily. Uh And I guess there was an issue. I never really knew the true story, but I guess she was with someone and then she left her and then the lead nurse got upset and Hmm. was like, you can't leave her. And yeah. So you guys, you have a, you've taken the class, it sounds like. I did, about, yeah. Okay. So you pretty much um, followed that um, Yeah, so protocol. it was, you know, it was like pretty much that kind of stuff, like stay with them and like what to do on hand, like hands-on, but also it was computer, mm-hmm. like being consistent with the charting oh, and like yeah. how to show people what to do with that. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was the trickiest part. And I actually learned a couple things because- we all have different computer systems and the one we use is called Meditech. Mm-hmm. And so it's, old school. Yes, eventually <laughs> it's going to be gone one of these days and like upgraded. Um, but there's some weird things with Meditech. And so I learned some tricks on mm-hmm. some of the charting. But even that I felt like was kind of up to the nurse's discretion, like some of the stuff. Like some of the stuff they were like, this is overcharting. And then other things I felt like we're overcharting, they were saying we should do. 
Oh, in terms you know? of what do you choose? Yeah, to chart like what do you chart? What do you not? Yeah, like for example, there's one. It's so dumb, like patient safety and positioning, mm-hmm. and it's basically a document that you've been in the room, mm-hmm. and this is what. Oh, the hourly rounds. Yes, P's. kind of like that. Like, yeah. How many P's there are now? There's so many P's. <laughs> Did they poop? Did they pee? Did they? <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it was pain, position, potty, was, and plan. Oh yeah, but I think there's potty, more than that's that right. now. That's so stupid. I don't even know. Anyway, I just knows? like pain mm-hmm. is one of them. Did yeah. you say that? Yeah, yeah. Pain, pain, position, position. Potty, yeah. Plan. See, it's like. Ugh. So basically, I just it it pinks up. That's how it shows up when we need to document something mm-hmm. on our charting, like every two hours. And I remember a while back when I first started, I asked my manager at the time, like, what's actually realistic? Because this is not one of the charting things that's like actually legal, mm-hmm. like a legal document that mm-hmm. they could hold you against or anything. And like, not like the physical assessment, right. the pain assessments, things that get audited. So she said what she thought was fair was like every four hours. Mm-hmm. So I don't chart it every two hours unless I'm like having an amazing day and I'm like, I have all this extra time to do this bullshit charting. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll chart yours for you. <laughs> yeah. So I try to teach that to the students, but some of them are so fucking OCD. They like, <laughs> they chart it like every hour. <laughs> Or every time it pinks up, I'm like, you don't need to do that. Like here, we could be focusing on this. Let's actually go to the, see the patient. Yeah. Like, you know, do the things that we should, you know, don't get hung up on the charting. Mm-hmm. Cause I yeah. think that's what happens. That's how I feel about yeah. it. But trying to teach that and, you know, it's something you have to experience mm-hmm. in your, you know, as a, being a nurse for a while, like that comes with your experience. Yeah. What do you think makes uh, like a good preceptor and what do you think makes a not so good preceptor? Um, I would say definitely being there and feeling, you know, I think it depends on your personality, being a warm person that someone feels like they can ask the questions to mm-hmm. and not feeling intimidated. Okay. So being like approachable. Yeah, approachable. And, uh-huh. and then conveying that to the person, not just reprimanding them or talking to them, like actually asking them questions, helping them figure it out on their own mm-hmm. instead of always doing it for them. And that was one thing I would say is my weakness as a preceptor is I try to do too much for them because, you know, we're falling behind. I'm not supposed to be there to help them. It's supposed to be, we're like one person, not So they're people. doing everything. You're just there guiding and answering yeah. questions and acting as a resource. Yeah, which I find extremely difficult. And other people that are with, you know, on the unit working, mm-hmm they kind of expect you to be two people. And so if we're getting a patient from the OR, but we also have a patient in pain, you know, if it was just me, I can't split myself in two and deal with one or the other. Right. So I feel like other people think, oh, there's two of them. So one can go take on this task. One can do that. When really we're supposed to be the same person pretending like, you're the only nurse there. There's not two people. Yeah, it's not really fair if someone's yeah. precepting and, and they really should right. be with you. And it's difficult though because we do often fall behind and patients will get upset mm-hmm. if you truly stick to that. Like we're only one person. Mm-hmm. We're not two people. Like I'm not an extra person to come help right. with others. And that's kind of how the other nurses think too. You're an extra person. Like you're, you're a precepting resource. today. Yeah, yeah, they can ask me to go give a pain med or an IV, which is fine if everything is caught up on and this person is already like close to the end of their preceptorship, I feel like that's fine. Like I can help other nurses. Mm -hmm. That's kind of true. Even if you weren't precepting someone, it's like, if you're all, if you're all cut up, you know, then maybe you can go and and help with something else. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. 
I think about some of the preceptors I've had over the years and yeah, the, I think it definitely helps to be approachable and to be someone that people can ask questions of. Um, I've had many, many preceptors just because I've, you know, was a travel nurse. So you usually oh, get yeah. at least a day of orientation on the unit. <laughs> like barely a day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you get like I have preceptors and travelers. It sucks. <laughs> I feel so bad for them. I'm like, this is the crash course. <laughs> it's basically just learn where all the things are. You yeah. know, you hopefully know how to do oh, everything yeah. else. So the charting can be the worst, huh? Yeah. It's oh different my gosh! Programs I, I remember one assignment I started, and they had a um, a computer system that I had never used before, and they were converting to Epic. That's why I was oh, yeah. there. So I had to learn the old one, and then I knew Epic. Um, but the old one was so weird, and doing a care plan it would it took me almost an hour after my shift ended the first day. Oh, no. And whoever was orienting me was like, "You have to do this. You know, you oh, have yeah. to finish it. Whatever." And so, yeah, I was there an hour trying to f- finish my stupid care plan, which I hate those. Yeah. Did you think about the things you were supposed to think about? And did you do something about them? No, I've just been twiddling my thumbs all day. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. And Uh, I've seen people put the most basic thing in there, which is all you need to do. I mean, as long as you mm -hmm. showed that you documented it. Um, So I was preceptor for a nurse who one of my friends, Rod, he's actually was supposed to be a guest yeah. tonight, but we'll have to catch him in the future. You precepted him? Yeah, for wow. a short time. So it's funny because he had started with another nurse who was also a traveler on our unit. So we were um, at this big hospital and there were lots of travelers, I think because they were opening another facility and so people were moving and um, they might have been doing conversion to Epic at the time. Anyway, there's a lot of travelers there. So they used travelers to be preceptors, Mm -hmm. which is pretty unusual, but some of us had been there for a long time, you know, like people would stay for a year or more and then you really, you know, enough to precept someone else. Yeah. So he was orienting with another traveler and she is a really great nurse and smart. And I think she's a good teacher, but they just didn't mesh well together. And, um, they would actually get in arguments at the nurse's station Loudly, it was like mom and dad fighting, you oh my know, gosh. Um, <laughs> about you know what what they each thought was the more important thing to do for the day, mm-hmm. and he almost you know wasn't going to be able to complete his um, preceptorship. But then after talking to the manager, I hope he doesn't mind me telling everybody this. I'll I'll tell him. (laughs) I'll give him the warning. Um, But so they had a meeting with the manager and she, you know, suggested maybe just trying to orient with a different nurse. Maybe the relationship and dynamic would be better and it would work out. And so um, I got to finish orienting him. They asked me if I would do it. And I was like, yeah, you've been orienting for six weeks already. So basically you're just going to do all the stuff and I'm just going to watch you do it. You know, that sounded great to me. And that's pretty much how it worked out. You know, I just kind of like assessed initially what, um, you know, what he was capable of, what, what he already knew and and was doing, and then just let him, um, you know, kind of be on his own and and be as independent as I could let him be without, you know, hovering Mm -hmm. too much. So Um, six weeks. That he got? Uh, he, I think I, I took over at his six-week mark or whatever. He was, you know, already pretty deep into the preceptorship. I didn't have to start from scratch is all I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. Um, so it was nice because, you know, then I just, it almost was like having just an extra person, you know, because he, he was um, super independent at that point. So I think it's good if, you know, managers take that into consideration is, is does this, you know, pair mesh well? Do their yeah. personalities mesh well together? That's true too. 
Yeah. And that part could be hard. It can be hard. You don't if really you don't know, know the, new the person. people. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had a preceptor at um, a smaller hospital. This was a permanent job I was taking, and I was still a pretty new nurse. Um, so I had gone from my very first nursing job, which was on an oncology unit with that preceptor who left me alone all the time, um, to a hospital. I was working on a telemetry unit. So it was basically starting from scratch. And I had the best preceptor. She was so weird. Nurses are weird, right? <laughs> like everybody's <laughs> everybody's so weird. So she was kind of kooky. And she just, you know, was right there with me all the time. She really, I think, assessed what I knew. This is what one of the things I think makes a good preceptor is assessing. Just like yeah. how it makes a good nurse. You, know, you have to assess the situation before you can do anything about it. So she took into consideration what I already knew about nursing in general and then built on that, you know, mm-hmm. not like it was perfect. It wasn't a perfect relationship and there was some things that <laughs> kind of, you know, got missed. But I think that's true with anyone. You can't cover everything. And No, you can't. There's never, yeah, enough time. Yeah. Yep. I know it's challenging. Yeah. But that, that was a much better, uh, pairing for me because she did, she was there for me. She was, you know, a resource for me and and didn't just leave me alone until the end. And then she was like, do you want to be alone? (laughs) Okay. I'm just going to be here. You can come ask me questions if you need anything, you know, I'm going to go help Sally with this or I'm going to go do whatever, you know, I'm going to be doing my health stream online. If you need something, I'll be just doing it here at the computer, um, which was great. And that's when I first got precepted when I was a new higher there. I did a month on day shift Mm -hmm. before night shift and then two weeks on night shift. And it was different then. They didn't have the preceptor class. So everyone was kind of on their own to whatever they wanted to do. And I got left alone a lot, which I didn't see as bad, but I was scrambling because, you know, your prioritization is not there at all when you're new. And then it was day shift, which totally had me drowning compared to night shift, Mm -hmm. especially being new. (laughs) And I think if she'd been with me all the time, there would have been, you know, I would have made less, not mistakes, but I would have been more on top of it because I remember I would forget meds a lot. Mm. Like the morning med pass, there can be quite a bit of medications involved. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That is the biggest time suck. Yes. If you think you have all the meds and you get in the room and you're like, oh no, I didn't grab this thing for that. Yeah. I need a flush for this medication. I need IV too. Yeah. You don't have your stuff. Yeah. And I've totally done that even recently, like forgotten a nighttime med. I'm like, oh damn it. Like I got to go back and get that now. It just, it, yeah, it sucks up your time. There's only a couple Pixis is, which is that medication machine mm-hmm. and other nurses might be using it. So then you have to wait because it's a busy, busy time. Everyone's trying to grab their meds. So yeah, if you forget one little thing, it can just, yeah, ruin your night <laughs> or your day. And I remember doing that a lot on day shift when I was learning, yeah. I was scrambling. Man, it took me forever to get that, you know, t- time management. Oh yeah. And, um, yeah, prioritizing down. Yep. It was just, yeah, the prioritizing. I just, whatever anybody asked me for, I felt like I had to do it right then. Like you just asked me for to refill your water. Yeah. And someone else is in pain, but I have to refill your water. And then I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like it was just trying to figure out how to to do it all. Well, oh yeah, which we can't. Do it can't. All. We really aren't perfect. Um, I was showing Jessup a meme lately or recently, and I know that he doesn't understand nursing like we do, but he actually laughed at it. Because it was saying, like it was this nurse like waking up 
in the middle of the night, like, oh my God, I forgot to get that patient a glass of water. <laughs> and I'm like, that's totally me. And I was showing him, I'm like, this is totally me all the time. I'll like wake up and I'll be like, oh shit, I never got them a sandwich. Yeah, you feel bad. <laughs> and they totally asked me. You feel and bad. I just remembered like six hours later. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, and delegating stuff. I was terrible yes, at that at first. Me too. I tried to do it all. Mm-hmm. I felt bad asking anyone else to do anything for me. I felt like I, I don't want to be the boss of you. You know, I know, and I especially like the care partners, the yeah. CNAs. Yeah, you don't like, want to. I know you're busy. You have all these patients and I don't want to ask you to do another extra thing. So right. yeah, just trying to do it all, everything everybody asked me for. Yep. Or if you're, yeah, falling behind in general and trying to ask like the older nurses or the nurses that have been there, the seasoned nurses, you know, for help. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this wine's really good. There's something about it. It's light. It's, um, it's a, what is it? It's, it's not like honey. It's almost like maple syrup or something that's a little bit like, Hmm. uh, what's the word? What's the word I'm trying to think of? It's sweet without being sweet. Um, and warm. It's warm. (laughs) (laughs) It's alcohol. Not temperature warm, but you know. Yeah, no, I know. It warms the soul. (laughs) Like spicy warm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Heartwarming. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the spices that you talked about, like nutmeg and whatever. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know. And I picked, I was looking at the wines and I don't know, do you shop at Trader Joe's? Mm. Because if you do, when you peruse the wine section, they'll often come up to you and be like, can I help you? Well, now I'm going to take advantage now that I know there's a wine guy there. Yeah. He's like, I'm one of the wine guys. Where's the rest of your team? Yes. Get everyone out here. Let's pick it together. (laughs) (laughs) And I was in the Pinot Noir section because you know that's my favorite. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was looking at one of them and I was like, what would you like of these two? And then he was like, oh, this one's nice. And that... Next time I'll have to try that one. It's a blend of three different Pinot Noirs from different regions of Mm. California. And I forget what it was called right now, but it kind of had a cool cover too or whatever. (laughs) A cool label. The label, yeah. It had like cats on it. (laughs) So you know I was drawn to it. Yeah. And he was like, this one's very nice, but for $2 more you could get this one. And that was the one he recommended, this fire steed. Fire steed, Yeah. yeah. And I like the cork. It has the horse on it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. You like horses. I know <laughs> what it is. It's like vanilla. It's the oak. Oh yeah. It's like the oak barrels. That's the, the taste that I'm getting in the smell. You're so good. It's warm. We need to go back to wine school. I know. <laughs> I was just thinking that today when I was trying to pick out a bottle of wine, um, for another episode and I was just like, uh, we need another class. Yes. I, I want to figure out how to, uh, pick wines that I'm not familiar with. Yeah. How to identify what's going to, what am I going to like and what am I not going to like? Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, I'd like to learn more. We want to be precepted in the world of wine. Can someone orient us? <laughs> yes, please. Like I always say, that's my fun job. That'd be my fun job. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, anything else from you on students or preceptees? I don't think so. How do you guys want to be precepted? What do you think makes a good preceptor and a bad one? You can, you know, write into us and tell us your experiences or... Yeah, because I'm sure there is stories out there of the bad preceptors, the bad nurses, Mm -hmm. the bad teachers. And the good ones. Oh, yeah. Of course there's good ones. (laughs) Tell us about it. Uh, We're at www.nurses at gmail.com and on Facebook and Instagram at WhiningWNurses. And don't forget to check Petite Zara. Yay. Cheers. Cheers.